Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper with J. Cooper Travels, and I want to welcome everyone back to this episode and definitely um, remind you to like and subscribe because there are many episodes in the queue and I want to make sure that you are able to enjoy all of them as each episode drops. So today um, I am doing a, a continuing episode, the next episode of a conversation that Monique and I have had. Um, you know, many times, uh, we, we've been talking about a variety of topics and offline, we were talking about this topic and we realized how important it was for those, uh, who are in my community to hear. So before we kind of jump into that topic and announce what that topic is, um, I just want to share with everyone who might be new to J. Cooper Travels a little bit more about myself. So the J. Cooper Travels talk show is about how do we travel in life, both the inner and outer journey, both where do we go around the world, as well as how do we uh, travel within our own personal space, whether it's, you know, within our business community, within our family, or even just within ourselves. So, um, you know, a lot of what I have learned over the last few years with COVID and everything else like that is um, there are many inspirational stories of uh, people that I've met um, through my connections. And I wanted to share those stories um, with everyone in my network because everyone has a different path, but everyone can learn from each other. And um, we're all so interconnected. You know, I, in fact, before I, I bounce over to Monique, I was talking to an accountant that I know and another attorney because my background's law as well as a special educator, as well as a mom. Um, and so I was talking to another attorney and the, the, the accountant and we we're doing a consulting project. And all of a sudden the other attorney said, well, do you know to the accountant, this person? And they're not in the same state. They're not anywhere connected. And they both knew the same person who was in another state altogether. So again, that's six degrees of connection. You never know who's going to know someone else that you're familiar with or who might meet someone. So, but with that, I want to welcome Monique. I'm going to have her introduce herself. We have many episodes that I do suggest you go back into the feed, find them, enjoy them. She uh, has a wealth of knowledge, and um, I'm going to have her introduce herself and what she does, so that way you everyone can know a little bit more. Hi, Monique. Hi. Thanks, Jackie. I'm so glad to be back. I always have so much fun on your shows, so thank you. Yeah. I am Monique Dinah, and I own MD Consulting. This is a coaching firm, an executive coaching firm. So I provide executive coaching to leaders in the corporate world, anywhere from directors up to the senior executive level. And I really coach them around ways that they can be a better leader, skills that they can develop, behaviors that they think might need to be shifted so that they can be better at what they do and develop their people. And I do this virtually with a global clientele. I'm currently working across about 15 different industries with clients in 15 different industries and located on six continents. So quite a reach. And I'm finding that a lot of the issues are similar, no matter where my clients are located. So there are just some very, very common 
issues going on in the workplace that leaders need help with. And my services can be accessed through my website at mdconsultingglobal.com. And also on that website is a page of resources, free resources, downloads. Part of what we'll be sharing today can be accessed on that website also. Yeah, um, I've learned a lot by, by having our conversations. And um, so why don't you go ahead and introduce the topic of the day while I pull up the, um, the visual um, checklist. Now, for those that are on the audio side, um, just click over to the link that I'll be sharing and embedding within. Uh, for you know those that are on the, uh, the video side, you'll be able to see what we're discussing. But again, everything that you, you can have access to is on Monique's website. And all those links will be embedded. So um, why don't you go ahead and introduce while I get everything up? Sure. Our topic for today is employee onboarding. And this is one of the topics that I have found that is very common across the board, no matter where my clients are located. There seems to be problems when it comes to onboarding employees. The employees are not given what is considered proper onboarding. So they come on board they don't have the access to information that they need. They don't have access to the people that they need. And many companies treat onboarding as a two-day event or mm -hmm. even a week-long event. But we're finding, actually, that it should be more like a 90-day event. There should be many things that happen within that first 90 days that will give an employee a really great experience because it costs so much money to recruit, hire, and train employees, only to have them leave within sometimes the first 30 days because they've had such a terrible experience. And with the changes happening in the workplace now, you definitely don't want your people to be leaving because it's very hard to find them. Employers are having a really difficult time finding them. So you wanna create the best experience possible so that they will stay, so that they will feel engaged. So I have put together what I call a new employee onboarding checklist. This is actually a combination of information I've gathered from working with executives and learning what onboarding programs they have in place. I gathered all of this into one checklist and this is what will be available at my website, mdconsultingglobal.com. There's a list of about 22 things here. I'm always adding to it, but I'm going to go over a couple of the key things that I think are really important. I'll call out a few as you're looking at the list and talk through it a little bit in more detail. And then Jackie, feel free to stop me if you have questions. Yeah, I, I definitely want to uh, gently interrupt you at the moment because I want to share that I think that this topic is so important. I know personally being um, a teacher, there is a huge learning curve and I've had to onboard and mentor on uh, new special ed teachers as uh, an attorney and also, you know, in a variety of other jobs that I've had or businesses that I've started. I think that this idea of short-term onboarding is not effective. I do agree with you that, you know, at the longer, if you have a longer vision for onboarding, it's really important because 
the learning curve doesn't happen overnight. And when you first are introduced to new ideas and new concepts, when you're in a business, it's overwhelming the information that you have to take in within the first week. And the idea that two days or a short time period is enough to onboard, really it's, um, it's an incremental release. So that way you can make sure that whoever you're onboarding wants to stay. Exactly. And at the moment, we're finding that if an employer has a really robust, thorough onboarding program, they can almost use it as a way to market themselves to new employees because new employees want that experience, that full 90 days of onboarding. And if they know an employer has it, they are more likely to want to work for that employer. So as we go through this list, for anyone who feels that you need a more thorough onboarding program, just know that it can be used as a marketing tool to help attract new employees. So I'm gonna go through a couple things. I'll just be jumping around here. First yeah. of all, within the first paragraph of the checklist, there is a recommended book for new employees and it's called The First 90 Days. It's a short read, but it gives a lot of really good information for employees who wanna know how to get up to speed really quickly. So that's recommended. Really the first three items on the checklist are pretty standard. These are HR or IT type of pieces of information that all employees would normally get in any kind of onboarding. These are the HR policies and procedures that are usually given out within the first day. An employee will normally receive their equipment, their logins, their computer, and their phone, if that's the case in a particular company. And they'll usually get some kind of a broad overview of the company. So those are pretty typical things. What is not typical are things like having a 30, 60, 90 day plan. And that is something that the hiring manager should create more like a, a skeleton, a rough draft of a 30, 60, 90 day plan with the expectations and the goals for the new employee. And then when the employee comes on board, it becomes a collaboration where the employee can add to that as they're getting used to the work and used to the job. They might realize there's some additional things they, they need to be doing within 30 days or within 60. So that 30, 60, 90 day plan is almost like a living, breathing document that gets updated by both the manager and the new employee so that there's a, a template for what the employee should be doing and what the manager expects. And that's really important to set the expectation for a new employee. Well, I think it's also important because um, a lot of times as an employee or someone coming into a company, you might have one idea. And then as soon as you start hearing more and actually getting digging deeper, you're realizing it might have changed a little bit about what your job duties are or, you know, what your expectations. So it's, this is just really important from a planning perspective to be able to effectively use this new person and have them feel comfortable and empowered to do what, which is why you hired them. The planning is very much key here. And that ties in with 
communication mm -hmm. and building relationships. So another key point here is that the new employee should be building relationships right from the start. And the manager needs to facilitate that. So there should be one-to-ones with the manager on a regular basis, one-to-ones with peers and team members so that the new employee can get to know their team. They may be working on projects, so it's important that they get to know the stakeholders of those projects, that they get to understand what's happening in the rest of the company. So maybe that means having one-to-ones with uh, managers or directors in other departments so that they can understand the bigger picture and how they fit in. I think that's a big problem is that most new employees feel like they don't fit in. They don't understand where they are in the whole bigger scheme of things. So the building of relationships, the communication, having the one-to-ones is very important. The other piece is to be set up with some kind of a, a buddy on their team. So that way, the brunt of the responsibility doesn't fall solely on the hiring manager. It also falls on whoever this buddy is who can kind of walk them through more of the day-to-day -day in the weeds type details of their job and what needs to be done. So that's important also. Yeah, I definitely think that's important because a lot of times when someone new comes on, they feel lost. You know, they're they're not quite sure, you know, uh, they, they might have a schedule, but they might need help with, you know, just knowing, okay, where to start first and um, having, uh, a, you know, someone that they can turn to and say, well, I forgot this. Okay, now what do I, this is, this is what my plan is, but you know, there might be other nuances that they don't know in, in doing things. And there's always an office culture that you have to navigate. And having a buddy kind of helps you understand the hierarchy or the ins and outs of that culture. That is so true. And it's so intimidating for new employees as they're trying to learn the ropes and understand the culture. And many times I'll recommend that not only should they have a buddy, but that they should have an actual formal mentor that is not part of their team and that is not their manager. Someone who is more objective, someone who is a little more removed from the team so that they, they have the buddy on the team, but then they have an additional person who can also act as a mentor who might be one or two levels above them in the job role who can help them navigate what it's like to have to work with more senior leaders. And that sometimes is a nice addition along with the, the buddy on the team. So it's really about creating a support system for the new employee with communication, mentoring, the buddy system, the 30, 60, 90 day plan. And that could include having them shadow people in different departments so that they understand the other job functions, the other role, and again, how everything fits in. I think employees will feel lost if they don't really have that bigger picture. They're not sure what they are providing, what kind of value they're providing. They don't really see what happens after they go home every night. But to know what others are doing will really help them to see that bigger picture. 
another piece that we are finding is very important through research and through many of the clients that I work with. When new employees come on board, they can tend to be pretty shy. They don't speak up too much because they're new. They're not really sure how they're going to be perceived, but it's important to for them to develop that skill right off the bat because they want to have a voice and they should have a voice and be able to speak, to do presentations. So it's recommended that as they are learning over the, the first 90 days, as they're taking in and absorbing all of this information, that they do what's called a teach back, which is where they put information into a slide deck and they actually present what they've learned and they could present it to their own team or to, to anyone really, but does several things. It helps them to compile what they've learned and present it back. So that sometimes helps it to make sense to them if they have to teach it back to someone. They are giving important information back to others, like their teammates, and they are really polishing up their presentation skills. And as Many people know in almost any type of work environment, you have to be able to present, to articulate your thoughts, and to really capture an audience's attention. So compiling information to do a teach back is really important to have new employees starting to do that within the first 90 days. Well, I think that there's um, another interesting aspect of this teach back. Um, it will also show whether the onboarding process was effective because if let's say that um, even if you did the teach back within the first 30 days and then you do a 60 and then a 90 uh, because again it will show the areas of strength and the areas of need if the um, not so much for the employee or the new person coming on, but for the, the mentors who are helping this person, because if they can't reflect back on certain areas, that means maybe they wasn't taught, it wasn't shown. And so, um, you know, it, it helps everyone on the team to be able to see, okay, where, where, where are our strengths, where are our gaps and how do we help, you know, make a more cohesive team? You've brought up a really good point as far as measuring the success of the onboarding program. And it is vital that that be done through, whether it's the teach back, gathering feedback from the new employee to see how they felt it was, uh, checking throughout the 90 days, really gathering that data to see does the onboarding program need to be improved? What do we need to do differently for the next new hire? So that is a such a critical piece because any program you put into place, you might deliver it and delivery goes well, you think, but you don't really know until you start to gather feedback. So that the last four bullet points on this checklist cover that piece of it, how to measure a, a program. And the last piece I want to go into that I think is really important, especially now, is virtual onboarding. Yes. And many companies have had to switch to that now. And really, a lot of my leaders were 
terrified of that when they first had to start doing it. They didn't know how to do it, but it's really very similar. You really do it the same way you would do it if you had someone in person. The, the meetings, the one-to-ones, they would still take place, but they would be done virtually. All the collaboration could be done virtually. The documentation that has to go back and forth can be done virtually. So it's there's very little that will change. Now, many companies are putting into place protocols about how to handle clients virtually. And so there are different protocols now than what there used to be, or they may have virtual best practices. Like if you're in a meeting, you must have your camera on. Just things like that. Every company is gonna be different. So it's important if you're doing virtual onboarding to think about what best practices your company has put in place and make sure the new employee knows this and that they understand what what the culture is now as far as virtual onboarding, virtual meetings, how to conduct yourself appropriately and professionally on camera. So that's really the last piece I wanted to cover today. And, and yeah, and I, I want to interrupt you just for a quick second when you're talking about how to conduct yourself on camera. Again, we assume that um, everyone knows, but, but um, you know, again, it is something that we need to learn and or teach because again, there are always new areas that we don't know and it's better not to assume than to provide the guidance and the outline. Um, so we don't come into um, a Zoom room or whatever and see something that maybe it doesn't represent what it is that you think you want. Um, you know, again, we've all had situations happen, but um, I think companies, like you said, need to just to, to state the expectation. So there's, it's, it's just easier that way. That way, you know, accidents, things happen, but life happens. But again, this way, at least it's it's clearly stated. Yeah, that's very, very important. So thank you for adding that in. So um, everyone who is, you know, listening, um, if you have questions, definitely, you know, definitely reach out to Monique. And this is um, an employer employee onboarding checklist that you can get at her website. Do you want to mention the website again, even though we'll be embedded in our blog below? Yes, it's mdconsultingglobal.com. And, you know, again, for everyone who's listening, we've had a number of shows on a variety of topics. So I definitely would recommend that you kind of go back into the feed and um, check them all out. And I'll also just mention, um, and I we haven't talked about this in terms of onboarding, but you did in one of the first few lines, you were talking about the HR side. You know, when you have a new employee, there also might be employee benefits that the employee needs to know about. And so one of the things that I'm um, involved in uh, that I think is very important is the legal side. And I'm involved with Legal Shield, And so that's something or prepaid legal um, that and that also has identity theft and a lot of other benefits. So I'm going to provide the link there because a lot of businesses do provide it as an employee benefit, but it's also something that, you know, if, if you as an employee 
need to have um, an affordable lawyer look at any of the contracts or things that you might want to, um, you know, become involved with, this is a way for someone to look out on your behalf as well. You know, remember when you have a business and you're being hired, they have their attorneys. And so you also might want to look at having an affordable attorney for you and your family. So I just want to mention that. Any last minute thoughts, Monique, about, um, you know, the onboarding process or any of the other topics that you're an expert in? What I would suggest, especially after someone maybe downloads this checklist and looks through it, if, if they have any thoughts, questions, anything like that about their onboarding program, they can definitely reach out to me through my website. I allow people to schedule a free breakthrough session with me where we just discuss what their challenges are and how I think I can help them. So that is also an option for them. That's great. So everyone, um, thank you so much for liking and subscribing to J. Cooper Travels. I have a number of other talk shows that you're welcome to connect with as well. Remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. We're all connected and we're all part of one world. And I look forward to the next episode. So that way um, you can stay tuned. Thank you so much and have a great day. Recording stopped.